0: that so what's up you beautiful people this is gary horn and this is this is the nwa the podcast celebrating the past present future history legacy and tradition of the greatest pro wrestling entity of all time we're talking about the national wrestling alliance and i am here as always with the man the myth the legend are you all anticipating which one of you i'm referring to i'm just wondering (laughs) which one of us gets to be that i know i know i know WWE Front Row is in the chat, but also I'm here with my (laughs) co-host, the Dr. Rob Stinson. Hello, Doc. Good evening, everybody. Glad to be here, man. Uh, We're also here with, uh, hey, it's Will. He's here. Hey. (laughs) Hey, it's Will. (laughs) We can't shake him. (laughs) And uh, man, I'm so excited to be here. I needed this today. Car trouble all day, but football's back. So that kept me motivated to get to this point. And now I get to hang out. With all my bros for the rest of our lives, and we that's get to right. talk about pro wrestling, which is all I ever want to do, anyway. Oh, gosh, yeah, that's all I want to do.
1: I just want to talk about pro wrestling, and we get to do that. So, doesn't matter how Take crappy your day was, or your weekend, or your week, or your month, or the past few months. We all get to come here tonight, and we get to talk about the best thing in the world, and that's professional wrestling. Exactly. So, uh, how can you? How can you? Uh, how can you not be excited?
0: I am excited, and this is the week to be excited because we are in for a lot of stuff. First of all, there's a lot of news we're going to be able to talk about today, but also there is a lot of news coming up in the in the next week because uh, this is our go-home show right before UWN Primetime Live. Nick Aldis, Mike Bennett, one-on-one for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. We're going to talk about that. In fact, I'd like to talk about the whole card if we can a little bit later. Uh, also, on Friday... September the eighteenth, you're gonna get Mission Pro Wrestling's Hell Hath No Fury. Rob's going to Texas. Howdy, partner. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, gotta.
1: We gotta make a. Hey, Rob, I know you're probably gonna do this anyways, but you gotta make like a mini doc of your trip and just you know we call it Rob Goes to Texas.
0: That's not a bad idea actually. That's good content, right? I sound like somebody else. I'm already it. on that man. Just like uh, Rob's
2: trip to the Capitol, fighting for Mongrovian rights. We're gonna we gonna yeah. we gonna do something like that for sure
1: you got to stop at all the landmarks on the way and do like silly stuff
0: (laughs) exactly this is going to be awesome i'm excited but hell have no fury features thunder rosa defending the nwa women's championship against uh the american gaiju lindsay snow and that is going to be a brutal battle i can't wait to see it it's going to be awesome that whole show is going to be awesome we've got some interviews with some of those people are going to be coming out throughout the week uh as long as i get my act together but we'll get to all of that here in just a little bit first of all like we were talking about coming in uh in case uh you didn't know last night dr stinson was on with the nation show he's a you know, like as we'll call him before we went on the air he's a damn traitor that's what he is
1: you know, pick a show wow. rob <laughs>
0: <I'm just kidding. laughs> uh, you, you yeah. guys had two guests i think and you got to see another show and how it's run and probably better than ours. But. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that, Rob. Did you have a good time? And uh, what what oh, Storm so have
2: to say. They're great guys. They're they're kindred spirits over there at the, at the Nation Show. Joe Loban and uh, Hijacker Mike, my boy. Oakland A's fan, man. Also respects the Braves. Uh, and, of course, uh, Front Row uh, uh, was in the house, and it felt like uh, felt like uh, being at home there. They do a great job, man. It's a, it's a different kind of uh, format and production. You know, they've got a different vibe, but it's good. Uh, and, uh, you know, I – I encourage everybody to go like, follow, subscribe to them and and watch their stuff because they're doing a good work over there. Um, We had Sledge from Ring of Honor, who was gave us a really fantastic interview. A lot of you guys might not be familiar with Sledge, but he's one of those guys that uh, I think we described him as uh, if you took Jax Dane and Tom Latimer and those two met and had a love child. (laughs) Not that they would, but if they did you would get sledge or or someone. I mean, this is a monstrous guy, great body, great, just intelligent guy. Um, looks good, good. Can cut the heck of a promo. Um, and he is, you know, he's still training. He's been training since quarantine out there in, in, uh, in, uh, California and, uh, man, he, he's the sky's the limit for this guy. he gave us some insight on where he expects to be. We talked a lot about cross promotion, uh, his estimation about, uh, about, um, you know, the direction of the NWA and all that. He did speak a lot about uh, uh, um, addiction and uh, gave special acknowledgement to Tom Latimer and to Mike Bennett uh, ahead of the show uh, about their bravery and coming out and what a role model both of those gentlemen have been to him in his career. So it, it was just a great talk. And then, of course, we had the the, the inestimable, incomparable Tim Storm, uh, former NWA world's champion, one of the greats, uh, one of uh, uh, Will's top five of Ever, you know, as far as NWA personalities go, maybe number one. Um, and, uh, you know, I we, we gave him some questions, man. I mean, we 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 pulled no punches. We asked about what where, where he felt he fit in the title picture. We asked him to pick a winner. Uh, we just we, we had a great, great talk, man. And uh, I would encourage you guys, I don't want to spoil it all here. That's up on YouTube at uh, the, the Nation show. And uh, just follow him on YouTube and you can go back and listen to the whole uh, interview with Bo Sledge. And uh, Tim Storm and, you know, the guys in the Nation Show team, they're hanging out and talking kind of like what we do. So
0: great experience. Sorry, I muted myself on accident. Hello, <laughs> I'm back. Um, well, Rob, I'm happy that you had a good time with uh, the Nation Show. Um, you know, we'll have to talk about your contract and everything and just make sure you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah,
1: Rob, you're not allowed to do <laughs> third party stuff. If we forgot to put that out. Um, so we'll we'll talk about it offline. Yeah, it's
0: probably best. <laughs> not unlike most companies, you just gotta be used to it. This is I, I wanna say kind of
2: along the lines though that, that uh, to conclude the show after Tim's Storm went off, um uh, front row led an excellent discussion, more of a more of a panel discussion, something like what we might do in this show on uh on the nature of cooperation between uh not necessarily wrestling promotions, but that too, but cooperation among voices in the industry and people that are supporting it and, and people being positive. And he singled, he singled our show out in the Nation Show in particular for being among those. And, of course, RJ was out there in the chat too last night supporting that. And he's one that's uh, of, of like mind and is always uh, working to elevate the NWA and uh, front row repeated the the refrain that was said years ago by someone other than J. Cal, but J. Cal recently made it famous by saying that, uh, you know, uh, rising tides raise all ships. And uh, so Front Row laid, a, uh, laid it out last night and led an excellent discussion on that. So props to him while I'm thinking about it.
0: Absolutely. Um, we we are happy to support all of our friends uh, out there in, in podcaster show land uh, doing what they do. And uh, yeah, we certainly do. We just love bringing Life to the pro wrestling industry in general, just being a part of this great community is awesome,
1: yeah. And we just want to apologize to the nation show as well for sending in our third string. Um, Gary and I were tied up, and so we just had to, you guys had to settle for Rob. But,
0: um,
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> I was, I was, in, hey, I was like the fourth string, <laughs> we were the fourth, <laughs> we had bad luck yeah. with. The- yeah, yes.
1: You know, we texted, we texted Rob and we said, Hey man, quick is, is Piper available if she's not
0: um, <laughs> <laughs> they need somebody to represent the show. <laughs> 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 oh man. Um, Rob, I'm sorry if I missed this. Did you catch a uh, front row in the chat? saying you should mention Tim storm and his plans uh, for the NWA prior to COVID.
2: Yeah, man. Um, I'll say this again. I really want you guys to go and watch it. So I don't want to spill too many beans there, but I will say that, uh, Um, He mentioned that just, you know, Tim Storm has been, he got the world championship at 51. He's now 55 years old. He's only been teaching for 11 years. Prior to that, you guys have, uh, you know, you guys have listened to his Chris Van Bleet interview and all the other interviews. You know, he had a series of occupations leading up to that and kind of founded his niche with with, uh, uh, being a public school teacher, a history teacher. But right before COVID, and we were there that last show. We had no clue that would have been the last power up to this point. Right at that point, he was on the verge of leaving public education and being a full-time employee of the NWA. Um, whether it be an entering role or a production role, he left it open for all of the above. And we know that Tim Storm has been involved in backstage-type things and production and all of that. But it was on the table, and the plans were for him to, uh, to be NWA full-time, to be another one of those guys that voted to that and to walk away from the classroom, so that was a uh, uh, you know enlightening and, and surprising to hear.
0: Yeah, that is interesting. I wonder. Hopefully, uh, things get back to normal someday, and uh, maybe Tim can still. I'm sure that for a guy like that, that's a dream of his is to just be able to say you're full time in the wrestling business. That that would be. I mean, I think that'd be pretty awesome to be able to say. So.
2: He's like, it's, I think that Tim Stormer's a kind of guy. His dis- disposition, he's so humble so he loves life so much and he loves what he does and he invests himself so much. It's like, you can't ever, you can't, the grass is never greener for him. Like every time you ask him, what's your dream, what, what, what's your goal? He's like, man, I'm living it. (laughs) I'm living it right now. You know, I've got, he always says that. And I really like, a lot of us say that and it's kind of like we're being, you know, PC or we're being diplomatic. I think, I really believe that when Tim storm says it, he means it. And I said it last night and I, you know, if, if uh, the champ, Nick Aldis is listening Um, I said, you know, I may be, I probably am. No, I know I am the biggest Nick Aldis fan in the world. I know it, but I would love to see Tim Storm get a chance at holding that belt one more time. I mean, Nick Aldis is going to hold it for a long, long time. He's going to hold it many, many times. Um, I'd love to see Tim Storm get that. He's such a good guy. He, he reminds us of every good and virtuous thing about ourselves. If there's anything worth, worth redeeming, he, 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 he reminds us of that. So I love that guy. And, uh, and he was constantly just, again, just just shouting out admiration for Nick Wallace and for Josephus and for the people that – Maureen and for the people that are doing their best to, to sustain what is the greatest wrestler promotion of all time, the NWA. And his – to have his name among the uh, pantheon of greats, he's just completely humbled, humbled by it, you know. So uh, –
1: Yeah, I think uh, we've talked about this before, but I mean, I mean, if you're thinking about the NWA and you're thinking about, you know, talent who needs to be involved in a deeper level, you would have to obviously talk about Nick Aldis. You would have to talk about Josephus, which we mentioned a lot on the show, just his creativity and his his, uh, you know, his spin on wrestling and what he brings to the table, not just in the ring. Um, but then also Tim Storm, I mean, this guy's got years and years of experience. And like you said, I mean, like this is always my mentality. If I, if I was hiring people, right, I start a company and I'm going to hire people. I'm not necessarily looking at their ability as much as I am their, their team player ability. Are they a team player? Do they encourage people? Are they positive? Do they learn? Are they always getting better? I mean, Tim Storm at 55 is still looking to get better. How many people can say that? you know, and he's always, as you said, he's always humble. Uh, He's always, um, you know, willing to talk to people and engage. And he just seems like a great guy would be a really valuable asset um, in any capacity full time with the National Wrestling Alliance. So I hope I do hope when things go back to normal that um, that offer is still on the table and and he can take it up and and live that dream because I think, man, that would be that would be really, really valuable to the NWA.
0: Yeah, I think the big thing with like a guy like Tim's or or with the NWA in general is I think they all have kind of that mentality of we're, you know, we're scrappy and we're fighters and we're having to pull together. So it's got to be about the brand. It's got to be about pulling, pulling the whole brand up as a unit. And uh, I think, I think that Tim's definitely got that attitude. It's the same thing we see out of people like Nick Aldis and Thunder Rosa and that sort of thing that like any chance they get, they're also still putting over that brand so that, Hopefully everything you're doing, even Thunder Rosa showing up on AEW, she's still wearing the NWA logo, sporting the NWA Women's Championship. Like she's, The, the idea is, is that what she's doing right now will bring eyes back to the NWA as she walks away from AEW or in her partnership with AEW. So uh, right now it feels like it can only be uh, good for business. And so um, Tim's always had that mentality. From the day that we heard the story of where somebody wanted to go ahead and just drop a butt load of money on the guy and uh, have it drop the title before he, you know, before Billy took over, and uh, he still wouldn't do that because that's not the honorable thing to do. I mean, you can't can't find people like that don't grow on trees, man. Speaking Random. of the honorable thing to do, by the way, um, and AEW and Thunder Rosa and and all of that jazz. Uh, it is worth mentioning that um, uh, our our own friend in the uh, chat since we're just since we're here, we're starting off early just like referring to things like the nation show and that sort of thing, just referring to the hashtag NWA fam. Uh, James William Lawrence, the uh, third, who's in the chat right now, he did put a post up on uh, Facebook today. Uh, well actually this was the other day and he said, I am a man who admits when he's wrong. Gary Horn and Robert Stinson. Tony Khan has booked Thunder Rosa to defend her NWA Women's World's Women's Championship on Dynamite this week. So I'll admit I was wrong about him using NWA talent just to get his company over. It doesn't mean I'll tune in to that flippy, no-selling, botchy ref-bearing, no-tag-rules, doesn't want to be WWE but only books former WWE talent with their <laughs> men's singles titles, diet, sports, entertainment, crap show. I love Thunder Rosa, and I love the NWA, but I passionately despise AEW. Um well, I mean, that's about as much as we could have hoped for, I think, from uh, James William Lawrence. And we're happy to hear it. And uh, he's actually in the chat right now. For those who can't see it, he is talking about that he wants to try to be more positive about wrestling in general. And so that's a that's a nice attitude to have. It's what we try to do, I think. But uh, but props to you, James William Lawrence, for uh, giving credit where it's due and admitting at least that much about uh, Thunder Rosa and the deal with AEW. We do, we do uh, appreciate you uh, being the bigger man and doing that. Um, you don't, you don't have to love AEW, but uh, it's cool to see it take that that POV. Yeah, and we're, we're not. We want. We I think the, the the
2: the beautiful thing about this group, and that would be the de Trio, and then all of our family that's constantly in here week after week for months on end, faithfully showing in is. We encourage the debate. We encourage the critical discussion. We don't want you to, to be forced into liking something you don't. We just want you to think critically about it. Have an open mind, you know, lay aside predispositions, let things be judged on their own merit. And that's all because I'm going to tell you, I mean, we are, we're critical of a lot of stuff out there, but criticism doesn't get anybody anywhere if you don't have some like constructive advice. This is, and that's kind of the approach we take. This is how we what we would like to have seen. Remember here, we're just fans, man. We're not Nick Aldis, we're not Tim Storm. We're not in the ring. We don't know the, you know, we we may understand objectively from an outsider's perspective about ring psychology and about prize fighting and all that. But those guys, the promoters and the workers, they're the ones who really know it. We're we're always going to be a step removed from that. Don't be afraid to be critical. I mean, I think we've we've established in our particular promotion, the National Wrestling Alliance has demonstrated time and time again that they welcome us um, debating and engaging, as long as it's not dehumanizing, as long as it's not disrespectful, as long as it's not, uh, you know, just nasty, you know what I mean? I mean, I talk about wrestling with the MMA. He's got a birthday coming up this week, by the way, my brother. Oh, that was the
0: next thing I wanted to bring up. Happy birthday, wrestling with the MMA.
2: Wrestling with the MMA. He is on here. He's always critiquing Nick Aldis all the time. Now, we know he's being tongue-in-cheek. We know he respects the world out of him. He doesn't like, you know, he doesn't like the, you know, <laughs> strictly business. He doesn't like the antics. He loves Tim Storm and this and that. But we know that when he's being along those lines and, and when he's using those kinds of terms and comments, we know he's being tongue-in-cheek. He's being funny. And he is funny. Even, you know, when we did the uh, the celebration of the 600-day of Aldis's reign, we got, I think all of us got Maybe ten seconds in that video, I thought that Fortune and Wrestling with the MMA were so good. I had to put the entire their entire little shot in there. It was so good, man. But they respect the champion. They respect what he does for the business, and that's all we're saying, James. Don't change your opinion just because. Don't don't be bullied into into that, or don't you know don't feel like you have to like something you don't, and don't even abandon your passionately held heartfelt opinions. Just be open-minded and be critical and be charitable is all we're saying. Be charitable.
1: Well, as, as someone who uh, frequently uh, has a different opinion than Rob here, um, I will say and reiterate, we've probably said this before, but you know the cool thing about this show and one of the reasons why we wanted to do this, there's so much uh, toxicity out there on Twitter, right? There's so much there's so many people that ascribe like this personal identity to like their wrestling opinions. And we want to come on here and say, Hey, yeah, we can debate whatever we want, but it doesn't have to get personal, you know? And that's one of the things I will commend you, James, every week you've come in here and you've been very vocal about your opinion of of AEW and things like that, but you've never once said anything to make any of us or anyone in the chat feel attacked if that makes sense uh you know because you can go on twitter and you can see plenty of personal attacks people say oh you like aew well you you must have a brain issue you know like you must be stupid and and all this kind of stuff and like you know this is a forum where you can come share any opinion you want because we're not all going to agree on everything the three of us don't hardly ever agree on anything so like (laughs) but it's but it's just it's that's the beauty of something like professional wrestling is there's so so much intricacy and nuance to it that you're not always going to see eye to eye and the fun of this show is coming on and discussing those differences and yeah we just try to do it with a little bit of an open mind and and at the end of the day with a positivity of hey despite all this we just love pro wrestling and that's that's what we want to promote and so i encourage the conversation i'm I'm not you know uh, like rob said you know we're, we're not asking anyone to change their opinion but we just want to continue having these conversations because these are fun for us and i think these are they, they build camaraderie uh within the nwa fam and i'm really proud of this community in particular because it's never gotten personal it's never gotten you know out of line like we we, we all hang out and, and have a great time and, and i love it
0: yeah i, I think you're 100 right on that i mean i always feel like we try to be clear on that, but just in case anybody's not, I mean, we, we think it's perfectly fine for you to have your own opinion on professional wrestling. You don't have to like the same stuff. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, like will said, I don't feel like it's ever gotten personal like that. There's just no reason. I mean, it, the world's a boring place. if We all dig the exact same stuff. And, and, and James and I've had that exact conversation off air, you know, that he's like, we both want to make sure we're not like attacking each other or something like that. And, you know, that's fine, man. Uh, some of you, fr- Hey, listen front rows in there and, uh, his, he's regularly pretty, he's more easy going on WWE than most of us. So, uh, that's, that's not going to happen very often. And, and I've been, and I try to be generally, Pretty kind about all of it, but even WWE's driving me nuts lately, and that dude's still hanging on even more so than me. So, and I'm not gonna fault him for that. If you love it, you'll love it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the way it is.
1: Yeah, and I mean, that's I, I love that. I love that there's there's room for all opinions here in the NWA fam and on this show, and um, that we can have those discussions. Because let's let's just admit, man, it would be super boring if we were all just like clones of each other. And we had the same opinions about everything. Like, what would we even talk about? And so, I mean, for me, it makes it interesting. It makes it fun.
0: I uh, I just realized I was uh, going to mention earlier when uh, Front Row and Rob were talking about the Nation Show this past week. I did step in for a minute and hear they were talking about Nita Strauss. Will, do you listen to Alice Cooper? Mm-mm, no. Oh, man. His guitarist. You just Google Nita Strauss. And uh, it's gorgeous. Anyway. I saw Alice Cooper not too long ago and I just, she's fantastic. Just if I, if my face could turn into the hard eyes emoji, it would.
1: She's the one that, um, was involved in Shinsuke's entrance, right?
0: That is correct. Yes. Yeah. So I know that much. Ah, yeah. So anyway, Nita Strauss, everybody check her out. All right. Rob's back. So be good. (laughs) No, nobody knew Rob left.
2: (laughs) Sorry. I'm, I've got daddy duty tonight by myself, but the lovely Tanya's at work. And so uh, Petra needed to be tended to real quick. She's uh, having a rough night getting to sleep, but uh, I just heard Nita Strauss, uh, one of my favorites of all time, this uh, came in at the tail end of that. So
0: I was just saying, I I did stumble into the conversation with the nation show that uh, you guys were having a conversation about her for some reason. So um And i was like well hold on let me stop for a second let's see what they're saying um the uh
2: two weeks (laughs) before uh two weeks before petra was born uh it was october of 2018 yes october 2018 we uh we went and saw alice cooper perform here in uh in uh memorial arena in chattanooga so uh you know petra's been rocking out to alice cooper and nita strauss since before she was before she broke out into the world, man, but she just rocked it. She killed it.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I was just saying, I, I saw them like right before COVID really caused everything to come to a screeching halt. Um, Brian Rosa, giving us a lot of props in the chat. Thanks Brian Rosa. We've gone 33 minutes so far. No WWE speak, uh, until, well, I guess until we talked about it there on the end of that tail end, talking about how front row likes them. But, uh, anyway, nobody's perfect. Um, So I guess let's uh, dive into some news here. We eventually do want to talk about, I mean, like Brian Rose already mentioned it once in the chat that of course today or this week is NWA title defense week. I mean, it is happening all up and down the week. Um, You're going to get to see plenty of action. Thunder Rosa just fought. Was it last night? Thunder Rosa fought. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So she was just there. She almost super kicked a kid in the face. I saw that. Uh, So props to her for that. Um, is that what you did to make Petra go to sleep, Rob? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like I'm not admitting <laughs> that on I'm live like, YouTube.
1: Rob's like, uh, "Hang on, I'll be right back."
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, let's see here. Uh, so let's start off with the news this week that uh, our our homies over at Fight TV. I know a lot of you out there, especially if you run a podcast, they've uh, they've been good to you probably this week because they've been uh, they're hosting a. Uh, the United Wrestling Network's primetime live on Tuesday, September fifteenth. They uh, have been, you know, helping us out with the uh, giveaways and that sort of thing. But uh, they just reached a deal with uh, a company called Zeason. Is that how you'd pronounce that? Well,
1: looks like it. I don't know. I don't know how to say it out loud, but it's Z E A S N.
0: Yeah. Uh, They partnered with uh, fight TV and uh, they're a leading provider of OTT and smart TV solutions. And uh, this is going to help expand uh, fight TV to a lot more places. So that means for the NWA, by the way, that's going to expand their uh, access to a lot more places. Um, And so just, uh, just want to give a shout out to them. They reached a deal. And so it sounds like a a good move for fight TV and uh, just, just cool. Just wanted to say congrats to fight.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about it. Uh, MLW, we know it's been making a lot of deals and expanding their, their reach and their visibility. And, you know, for, uh, non-mainstream wrestling, uh, not AEW or, or WWE, that's always a good thing. So fight TV, um, entering into this deal. And, you know, we don't know a lot about this season company, but um, apparently they, you know, have a lot of of things in place with different uh, devices and apps and things like that, that stream. Uh, it's called OTT TV, which means over the top. So that's anything like a Roku or Apple TV or something like that. Chrome. Uh, Thanks for clearing that up.
0: Cause I was not sure. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, that's I'm in marketing. So we, we deal with all that stuff. So, uh, but it's, yeah. So there's a lot of partnerships there. So the assumption would be that Fight TV will probably, you know, once they uh, get into this deal and start distributing, they're, they're going to be available on a lot more platforms and um, all over the world and just expand that reach, which is not only good for Fight TV, but it's good for, as you said, the NWA, UWN. Uh, Ring of Honor, who's on there, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, is on Fight TV. Anyone um, who is currently on Fight TV, that's just more visibility. So, um, it's good news.
0: All right. And uh, let's see, what else can we talk about? Well, uh, there is the news that, I mean, there's a small bit of news from AEW this past week. Uh, Miro showed up. I don't know if you guys saw that. Uh, Like, I saw it, like starred down at the bottom of a lot of articles. Nobody seemed to care that much. Just kidding. It was big news. He's Kip Sabian's best man and uh, he's there. And he did the uh, story that I guess I heard uh, Chris Jericho helped him out with just that, that pitch there at the beginning uh, about grabbing brass rings, but now you can shove those up your ass. And, um, the uh, cooler news I thought, or interesting news, I thought out of it, uh, that fightful saying that mirror will be sticking around aew for some time uh because he has signed a long-term deal with the company so this is a big thing this is not just like a small little contract uh there is however in the contract an option uh that he can premiere or appear in other promotions uh his contract allows him to work with new japan pro wrestling and take independent book booking similar to what john moxley has uh, although, uh, just like John Moxley, he's not allowed to wrestle for New Japan in the United wow. States, so that's the only deal. Um, uh, I think Dave Meltzer reported uh, that uh, that basically that his 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 thing is is that he can wrestle pretty much anywhere, um, just he, it has to get approved by AEW. Basically, um, now the New Japan thing's cool and all that, but it's unlikely to happen anytime soon, I guess, because. Ain't nobody going to Japan. But anyway, kind of cool. What do you guys think about Miro and AEW and all of that stuff?
1: That's big, man. I I love love that at all appearances, it's a a longer term deal, which means that they are uh, probably going to have big plans for him long term, um, which means that man, I mean, you know, we might get to see him with a world title at some point, you know, something we, we thought we'd see at some point in, in WWE, but never did. Um, so I, I think it's great. I love, you know, again, we, we talk about the cooperation and the things like that and not to harp on AEW, but this is another example of where it, it does seem like they are at the forefront of not being as selfish as they could be, um, with the money that they have and the contracts that they have and saying, you know, they want a long-term deal with with Miro and, and are going to, you know, put him in a position to actually get over and not be mocked by the leadership like he was in WWE. Um, but also, you know, he can go get himself over elsewhere. And I think it's that's because they know that if he does that, that also helps AEW. You know, if he appears in Japan whenever travel restrictions loosen up and he goes over there and makes a, a big statement over there because he can, that everybody wins with that. So I, I love it. Um, I'm happy for him. I'm, I'm just – I'm happy to see where it takes him. I was a little uh, taken aback with that storyline being how he entered the scene with Kip Sabian and, and being the best man and stuff like that. But, you know, I mean <laughs> – uh, I'm sure, I'm sure he's going to make it, make it work. And I just love seeing him out of, not out of character, but out of that kind of WCW, uh, WCW, WWE kind of stifled character, you know? So I'm excited about it.
2: Man, when I, when I saw that, I was like, I know James Lawrence is uh, is just like biting his tongue right now when he saw, <laughs> he's like, this has got to be driving him nuts. Cause like you're saying, like to be debuted as uh Sabian's best man is, you know where are they going with this? I mean, we're talking about a guy who I think as early as 2015 was like in the PWI top, PWI 500 top 10. He is a three-time US champion. I mean, he has uh, been voted most improved and most underrated. He's one that is he's one of the, he's like Cesaro. He's one of the perennially misused guys who everybody thinks is going to be big, big stature, ace, a-list type talent, and he is a-list type talent. So. I think it's good for AEW. I hope they uh, do them right. And uh, and who knows where they're going with this. I'm uh, like you. I'm kind of like, eh, it's weird to say being the Sabian best man thing. I don't know. I would rather have seen him come in and like uh, challenge Lance Archer or something like that, or, or, uh, or challenge for that, uh, that TNT title or something, you know, make a bigger splash, but Hey, he's there. We kind of thought it was going to happen. And lo and behold, it did.
1: You know, what's funny about that though, is like, we say that, but if that had happened, there would be people criticizing maybe even us saying, Oh, he just showed up out of nowhere. And because he's an ex WWE guy, he gets a title shot or or something like that. So, you know, we say that, but at the same time, I kind of like it because they're going to, they're going to slow burn his build. You know what I mean? If he eventually gets to that, that title spot. And, and I mean, I think it elevates what they're trying to do with Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. I think that's an asset to them. um, And I think that's a smart strategic move on AEW's part. Let's, let's bring some shine to that because they really do believe in, in Kip and Penelope. And uh, I do too. I think they're fantastic and I think that they're underappreciated. And so maybe this can kind of give the rub to them and enhance that storyline a little bit.
2: Now you hold on right there, Will. (laughs) Oh no, here we go. (laughs) In prize fighting, when the WBC champion shows up at the IBF champions match, you don't need an introduction. Everybody knows who Rusev is. I think the only thing that's going to elevate Penelope Ford at this point is to get away from the whole kissing, locking tongues with Sabian, who I like, I like Sabian, quit locking tongues with him all the time, wrestle Thunder Rosa, wrestle Hikarashita. show the world what you got. You know, do that. That's what's going to elevate Penelope Ford. Rusev walks in, the world knows him. You know, we all know him. We're intelligent fans. I think he walks in and he needs to challenge Lance Archer or, or uh, 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 Brody, uh, Brody Lee.
0: All right. Well, uh, John Farmer does point out in the chat that Miro and Lana both names have only four letters. I'm
1: kind of like R. D. Stinson four on oh. Twitter. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, on? I see what's going on here. Four
2: steps ahead, baby. Four steps ahead. Four if four anybody was
0: worried, James Lawrence did jump in with. He is happy for Rusev slash Miro, but I think AEW botched his entrance. You can't ask for a calmer retort. <laughs> than that from james lawrence that is-
1: <laughs> i i want to know i want to know how many replies were typed out that he deleted before <laughs> landing on the, how many revisions that took but i'm proud of yeah, you
2: I see the little dots the little dots like uh uh you know like when you're thinking <laughs> and it stops because uh, you know james lawrence was over here like this like
0: <laughs> guys did you see uh Marty Gennetti's now claiming that the story about him murdering a guy who tried to sexually molest him when he was a teenager was a work uh, to get attention and nothing more.
1: Um, Gosh, if I had a dime for every every wrestling storyline that was, I murdered a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to – I am absolutely not trying to make light of any of that. I just – That transition is what got me, Gary, because we were already kind of, and then you just went right into that. So, it (laughs) was
0: the next thing I had written down. So, there we go. And Rob got abnormally silent about it. Like I had offended him that I brought up the Marty Gennetti story. So, it worried me a little bit.
2: I was noticing that the lovely Tanya Tanya, uh, Fields, formerly Tanya Fields, Tanya Stinson is in the chat. (laughs) Oh doesn't often have an opportunity to make it. So she's just saying, hey baby, I wanted to make sure that you understand she wasn't talking to either you, Gary, or you will. She's talking to the doc.
0: <laughs> well yeah, that's your opinion. It's not what my text
2: message to No, I if it's a work, it's another thing that's in poor taste, man. Yeah, you ought not to be working and using uh, uh, molestation as a as an object. I mean David Marquez might come on here and say um Say I, uh, you know, everything's fair game when it comes to wrestling. I don't, you know, I respectfully, Mark, yeah, I mean, who am I to disagree with him? But I respectfully disagree. I think there's certain things that you shouldn't. If it's a work, don't use it, man. Don't use that fuel. Something like that. The, the, those are things that are too hurtful, too, uh, too damaging, too real uh, to joke about or to, or to uh, play around with. So that's, I guess, that's where I was coming from.
0: Yeah, I think in the story that he told, it was going to be that he had actually uh, like he would be going up against his friend who was a correctional officer or something. The thing, the thing that's most garbage about all of that, I mean, Marty, if you're listening, I, I apologize. It's just what makes it harder to believe is that you're not currently booked anywhere. So like what show is this for and what show is going to put that on? like that storyline, like what Will was kind of joking about there is like, what, what angle? I mean, the, Katie Vick always comes to mind. So there's always that story.
2: You saying Gary, you saying he did it. Uh,
0: I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm saying maybe he, he says a lot of things is maybe what he does. So that's uh there's that uh gerald briscoe received a phone call from vince mcmahon on september 9th letting him know that he would not be brought back to the company after a storied 36 years that's a courtesy of dave Meltzer out of the observer uh briscoe who turned 74 on 919 had been furloughed in april and was one of as many as 70 people let go this past week in decisions made largely regarding not bringing back those furloughed at the time Categories hit the hardest were live event producers, production managers, and those who worked in other aspects of live events, merchandise, and travel. Uh, A number of producers were furloughed and then let go. Lance Storm had already been officially let go after being furloughed due to issues in being able to get back into the U.S., Uh, Mike Rotunda and Sarah Stock were also let go. There, uh, It says, as a general rule, the company seems to have kept the younger producers and let the older ones go. Uh, And uh, it's just the cuts were most part and were in most part inevitable with the belief that the wrestling business, as it was in February, is not going back as far as live events are concerned. Uh, Live events were no longer profitable, plus the travel and fatigue and physical pounding of them led to high injury rates. and so this is uh it slows down progress this is basically some of the stuff Meltzer get in, gets into as far as like younger talent and having the chance to train with other people but it sounds like WWE is, is intending on backing off of live events no matter what once everything gets rolling again. So which makes sense I guess but uh since AEW doesn't even really mess with that that much uh but any thoughts there fellas?
1: I mean, I hate it for Gerald Briscoe. I mean, he's a he's a legend. Um, and and you hate news like that and the fact that he gets the headlines. And this this may be a little surprising. I mean, I've been highly critical, obviously, of the WWE in in letting all those people go. Um, but I mean, and and this may shock Rob, but from a business standpoint, I, I can understand it. I mean, if they're gonna cut down on live shows, they don't need all the personnel that run live shows. Right. So it's unfortunate. And, uh, you know, obviously I hope all those people, uh, find gigs elsewhere, but, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things that hate to see Briscoe's name in that bunch, but it it does make sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, Rob, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead,
1: bro. Go
0: ahead. Well, I was going to say one of the names we're going to keep seeing pop up here as we start to progress into talking about outside news is there was a big hire of, uh, the new president in WWE, uh, Nick Khan, not to be confused with Tony Khan. Um, the, uh, some of Meltzer's reporting was basically saying there's a lot of bitterness from uh, uh, some of the talent from feeling very strung along uh, that, that he had been told that people kept being told they'd be brought back. Uh, and then the date uh, kept being pushed back another month, another month uh, in time. Uh, The recognition with record profits in quarter two and the biggest contract hire of a new president in Nick Khan led to bitterness because they were told the furloughs were the last thing the company would want and they were only being forced out of economic necessity. Uh, With the continued delays, many had started looking many had started looking elsewhere and no longer being convinced they were going to be brought back but it's a tough economic market right now and some of those let go had been brought back in recent weeks so there was some hope uh but then all this past week people were just told basically they're not coming back so uh it's kind of the same stuff we've talked about robin just the you know it's tough because you see them dropping money like they said on Nick and and they're recording record profits but then they can't afford all of these folks and they're making the business decision to let them go.
2: Yeah. And and businesses like like Wilson, businesses have to make decisions that they think are sound. I Tanya and I were out today in Chattanooga and we were, you know, riding through town looking at many of our favorite restaurants that are like closed forever. Not closed like until quarantine's over and all that. They're closed for good. They they did not survive this epidemic. I always thought that 9-11 was going to be the crisis of my life and it and and you know it wasn't. It was this. And we're going to feel the implications of this for a long, long time, whether it's, you know, a, a restaurant that you liked or, or a wrestling personality that you really appreciated that, that lost a job because of, uh, uh, you know, the financial situation and all that. And I would just encourage everybody to take heart, you know, just to, uh, you know, stay strong. And 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 I think, I think, you know, we'll see here in the next few months, we'll see things start to really come back to life. We're already see, seeing it in some respects. You know, as long as we're doing things safely, I would like to – you know, hasten that, but, uh, but those are things that are out of our hands and out of our control. And, uh, Briscoe is one of the greats and, you know, I, he deserves every good thing that comes to him. So it's a, it's a bummer that that happened. Uh, but you know, those are, uh, those are, you know, their business decisions that that have to do with live performances. And so, um, it's unfortunate.
0: Yeah. Seeing in the chat, you know, James Lawrence, again is bringing springing up the fact that Briscoe was in his seventies. It's in a time with the viruses really affecting elderly people. Uh, He doesn't need the money. The WWE probably doesn't want the hazard. Uh, Retirement just seemed to be inevitable. Um, But yeah, it's It's always sad to see, though, like after 36 years, seeing somebody uh, get cut loose. I'm sure that's not the way uh, anybody intended that to go down. Uh, let's move away from the, those, those major companies for a second and talk about another one real quick. If you guys have a minute, I hope you do, because that's what we do here. Uh, the I got to be somewhere. Oh, go ahead. Oh, man, the G1 Climax is coming up, which begins on September the 19th uh, in Osaka and ends on October 20th in Tokyo. Every single year for the past three or four years, I have wanted to watch the G one I've always like been interested in checking it out. And I always say I'm gonna, and I think the only thing that ever prevents me from doing it and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, there's not like a good way to just like, it's not on like fight TV where I can just pick it out on my Roku. It's always like, you got to watch it on your computer. I suppose you could, you know, stream it over to your TV or something like that. But um, there's that part of it. But anyway uh i guess i bring it up that that way because this year is no exception i really want to see this like it sounds awesome and uh and they've even brought in wrestlers that you might not have expected to see actually show up for the g1 but they've all been under two-week quarantines and gone through testing and everything so like folks such as Jay White, Juice Robinson, Kenta, Jeff Cobb, Will Os- Ospreay, like all of them are going to be participating in the G1. Um, like, but the listen to this A block for anybody that it matters to. I mean, I think this just sounds cool. Uh, you got Okaga or, or Okaga, uh, Okada versus Kota Abushi, uh, Takagi versus Jay White, uh, to. Komohiro ishii versus minoru suzuki jeff cobb versus taichi will osprey versus takahashi like that already sounds like I, those names i actually know from new japan uh not even being like a major uh new japan fan but uh then you got tanahashi versus naito in the b block zach sabre jr versus evil goto versus kinta yano versus sonata juice robinson versus yoshihashi uh, and it, and all of these guys are going to end up facing each other because that's how this thing works. They, it's like the point-based system, right? So they uh, will continue on all the way into October and uh, the final, uh, which is the A block winner versus the B block winner takes place on October the 18th. So anyway, um, it was a lot of information. Just wanted to throw that out there. Any thoughts on the uh, G1 Climax, fellas? I'm
1: excited about it. I- I'm like you, um, you know, Maybe we maybe we sit down, and figure out the best way to to follow it this year and, and cover it a little bit on this show as kind of some incentive. Cause I yeah, it's it's and it's interesting because it's it's such a long-term thing that you just mentioned, and I love that. But again, I, I've never had the time or resources to invest in uh keeping up with it. So I'd love to do that this year. I mean, those are some huge names, man. I mean, those matches you just mentioned, I mean, some of those some of those got me pretty excited and, and, and like you, I don't really follow new Japan that closely. I'm just kind of familiar with a lot of these guys, but man, I would love to see just about every match you just mentioned.
0: Yeah. That a block I've been seeing a lot of discussion on, on that one online. Just like people are like, wow, this is, this is insane. Like this is a lot of good people here. Um, Rob, uh, have you, have you ever kept up with new Japan really? Or have you watched any of it or ever caught a G1?
2: Uh, you know, New Japan. I think we talked about this a few weeks. said New Japan is for us in the states and, and what we're used to. It's it's a, it's a different palette. You know what I mean? I mean it's a different style. People speak about strong style wrestling, and it's a it's a, it's a little bit. You know, it's it's a cultural thing. It's really good. It's probably some of the best pure for those who really like prize fighting it's some of the best stuff out there. But I, with with this with the G One Climax, I mean, I'm just thinking like uh, Tetsuya Naito versus Cobb. Who wouldn't want to see that, man? I mean, Cobb was someone who we were expecting was going to take on Nick Aldis, you know, for for the title just a, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Who would not love to see that or Osprey versus Naito, you know? I mean, you got all kinds of possibilities. It's very deliberately laid out. But I think New Japan uh, is some of the best stuff out there. When we talk about the legitimacy of world championship title claims, you have to talk about New Japan and, and IWGP and um, – you know, I mean, w- when you listen to the people that really know wrestling, respect it, the workers, the title holders, guys like Nick Aldis, guys like uh, Eddie Kingston, they're constantly saying, "I want to take the belt to Japan. I wanted, I want to defend this belt in New Japan." You know, I mean, it's a constant thing. So I can't sing the praises of New Japan enough. And I think this, uh, for those who have the the time and the ability to to and the and the uh, um, attention span to watch and follow this, I think you're going to be in for a treat. It's big stuff.
0: One of the ones that I was uh, curious about, I was just scrolling through trying to figure out, and they're say, of course, they're saving it right towards the end. Is uh, two of the hottest people you always hear about online that like make their ways into like lots of mainstream com- conversation about wrestling, or uh, uh, Kazuchika Okada and Will Ospreay and uh, they're them both being in the A Block. I was like, that means they're going to fight each other at some point, and that sounds like that'd be badass. <laughs> and uh, and they are on October sixteenth, uh, so right towards the end of the uh uh g1 climax those two will be facing off in a match uh as part of the a block so that's uh that's kind of wicked so yeah I'm, I'm with will maybe we figure out a way to uh get down on some new japan this time around all right uh the other stuff just trying to keep it off wwe for a minute if we can um just for for bright rose to say
1: we're trying to keep brian around as long as we can <laughs>
0: Uh, another thing I've always wanted to watch and I've never really got uh, got a chance to sit down and watch like on time is uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport, uh, and uh, that one's coming up again on October the 11th. And uh, I mean, I think uh, our, our uh, one of our favorites is the American Kaiju, Lindsay Snow. Uh, she was in Bloodsport at one point. Uh, Allison K has participated in Bloodsport, uh, so uh, it's seen a lot of different people. Um, just recently announced i think today uh diana Perazu, um you know from impact wrestling is going to be there uh we've also seen uh nwa alum uh homicide is going to be participating in blood sport this year uh josh alexander has been announced for it um but yeah the uh it's going to be interesting i think those are the only names i can think of uh for those that don't know blood sports a little different it's a lot like what WWE or Raw Underground's trying to do right now. It seems like, uh, but yeah, it's just basically like more straight up, like uh, mixed martial arts style fighting it looks like and no no ropes, nothing like that. They just go at it in the ring. It started out with Matt Riddle, if I'm not mistaken, and then Josh Barnett took it over. Uh, they switched the names. GCW is, uh, is the uh, actual promotion that puts it on. Uh, but, yeah, October the 11th, 8 p.m., Marion County Fairgrounds in Indianapolis, Indiana. This will be on Fight TV, of course, so uh, you'll be able to watch it. And uh, it says it's going to have seven to ten matches in a wrestling ring, no ropes, no turnbuckles, just just fighting. So uh, have you guys ever seen Sport?
1: I haven't. I've heard about it. Um, kind of like you, I'd I, never kept up with it in time. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm a huge Deanna Parrazo fan. So, uh, that, that name really pulls me in and makes me a little more interested this year.
2: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not very familiar with it. Um, I just anything that's associated with Lindsay snow, I think it's gotta be good. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so
0: I've got to educate myself and, and, uh, but you know, we'll see. Rob, lately, I mean, you, you always seem like a huge Thunder Rosa fan and a huge Nick Aldis fan, and here lately, you have been real wishy-washy. You've, uh, they've got some big matches coming up, and I don't know whether it be uh, your odd support of Lindsey Snow or your uh, feeling something towards Mike Bennett, you're uh, suddenly appearing on the nation show instead of where you belong. Uh, it's just it's weird your allegiances are to be questioned it feels like
2: Well let, I know yeah. that we're handing out prime time live and mission Pro match predictions tonight. I know we're gonna be doing that but let me go ahead and just precipitate all this like this discontent you're trying to spread by saying, That at the end of this week, Nick Wallace will still be the champion and Thunder Rosa will still be the champion. Bank on it. I'm just saying Mike Bennett and Lindsey Snow are freaking phenomenal challengers. And, you know, nothing's impossible when you throw names like that into it. I'm just saying. I mean, their names are on the marquee. They're wrestling in the best promotions. If those weren't the best promotions, their names wouldn't be there. So. In a business like, in a sport like professional wrestling, anything can happen. Is it outside the realm of possibility that Lindsey Snow could win that belt or that, uh, that Mike Bennett could? No, it's not outside the realm of possibility. But the money that I have, what little I have, I'm putting on my champions, all this in Thunder Rosa. Make no bones about it. I just really like these matches. I think they're important, and uh, they're Super Bowls.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying – I'm not the only person questioning Brian Rosa is back in the chat uh, saying that the shed was moved further out tonight
2: uh, <laughs> at least I got a shed man I mean it's 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 an outside show so at least I'm getting some some cover at least he's not just putting me in a you know behind some curtains you know out there in the middle of the heat yeah so. <sighs>
1: <laughs> oh man, clickbait! Gary strikes again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, while we're on the subject, let's jump on. Let's jump on Hell hath no fury because I'm worried that some of you watching right now, and while we're while we're peeking at our audience, we gotta let you know about Hell hath no fury from Mission Pro Wrestling. This thing is taking place. It's coming up this week, Friday, September 18th it is uh starting at 7 p.m no seven thirty 30 p.m is bell time it is available on the title match network i heard they were releasing some extra tickets for it i don't have uh all of the information on there brian rosa uh may mention that here but uh the uh this event's gonna be hot it's awesome i mean it's just it's uh, what well, uh, mission pro has become woman run top to bottom we're talking every possible position in the company is handled by a woman um one of the first interviews we'll have coming out is uh their head booker uh robin reed uh and she is a fantastic lady and i can't wait for you guys to hear from her and just uh, her thoughts on on wrestling as just how it should be and what it means and just her desire to make people respect women's pro wrestling and then you're gonna get a, a chance to to see that happen this friday so obviously we'll get to uw in primetime live where we'll see the nwa uh world's heavyweight championship defended but please don't forget that on friday the nwa women's championship is defended uh as thunder rosa takes on the american kaiju Lindsay snow i you know you can say what you will i mean thunder rosa just took on sheena and she's uh taking on serena deeb thunder rosa's taking on allison k and so on and so forth, but to discount the American Kaiju Lindsay Snow, I mean, there's a part of me that wants to say this might be her toughest challenge to date. And I just don't I don't want to discredit anybody else. I'm just saying, if you don't know Lindsay Snow, uh, if you've been sleeping on her, like you, you you better wake up and and I guarantee you Thunder Rosa is not going to be taking this challenge lightly. She is a badass. Am I right, Rob Stenson?
2: I mean, it, this is no shade on Shida. This is no shade on i have Elise who's got, you know, to take on Thunder Rosa on Wednesday. This is no shade on Kimberly. This is no shade on Penelope Ford. This is no shade on any of those guys. Or gals, excuse me. It's just that I think Lindsay Snow is uniquely fitted and matched and similar to uh, Thunder Rosa. I think their 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 styles were similar, their looks are similar, uh, their grid is similar. They're both freaking ring savvy, they're both very edgy, they're both badasses. So um I think that this is like the best possible matchup that you that that's out there. So uh, you know, Lindsay Snow is someone that um uh, <clears throat> in a year from now she's gonna be a household name like Thunder Rosa already is. So uh and this again, no discredit to anybody else because Hakara is phenomenal. She's phenomenal. But I think the, I think Lindsay Snow is the better matchup. I just honestly do. I mean, if you look at her, go back on YouTube. There's plenty of stuff out there. Brian Rose is in the chat, he can comment on this too. This is going to be Thunder Rose's best match so far this year. <clears throat> best matchup, excuse me.
0: Yeah, I don't think we could put this over enough. I mean, this this that that headlining match is enough right there for you to go ahead and make sure you have the title match network to see this. Our own Dr. Rob Stinson will be in Buda, Texas They're live in a shed out in the parking lot, maybe in a different parking lot based on the way things are going thus far, but his wife, the lovely Tania Stinson will be there front row and it'll be good to see her uh, participating. Um, All right. And then uh, also don't forget in that event, besides just that awesome main event, you've got Vert Vixen and Jenna Lynn versus Promise Braxton and Killa Kate. You've got Roxy versus Jenna Van Muscles. You've got Alex Gracia versus Avery Taylor. Maddie Rinkowski takes on Red Velvet, who you've probably seen on AEW here recently. Elena Black versus Rachel Rose. These are two up and comers I think you got to keep your eyes on. And uh, La Rosa Negra uh, is taking on All Elite Wrestling's Big Swole. So a lot of names there. And if you want to know who's up and coming in women's wrestling, who you got to keep your eyes out for, this is how you're going to find out. You're going to tune into Mission Pro Wrestling's Hell Half No Fury on Friday, September 18th on the title match network. I've already signed up. I'm ready to go. Will, are you gonna be watching Hell Hath No Fury?
1: Absolutely, of course, I'm stoked, man. Mm.
2: I need I- one of you guys to send me your your uh, your login for that so I can get it
0: on the shed out there. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: gotta buy your own, man. You
0: gotta buy yeah. your own, bro. That's how you support it, Rob. True. I'm surprised you don't just already like have it bought and your tickets bought and all of that. Like I just feel like you you would you would do that.
2: Well, I'm probably uh, now that I'm being guilted into, it, I'm probably going to. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I, just, I guess I'll just have
2: uh, Tanya t- take pics and and text me the results.
0: Yeah, Um, so for those asking, though, it's not uh, completely free to watch. Title Match Network does have like a monthly subscription price. I think the same price as the WWE Network, and this is better. So uh, Title Match Network, by the way, just to put them over for a second, I mean, they feature a lot of stuff. Uh, There's, uh, it's not, it is obviously events like this. You can also see great women's wrestling there with like their Ladies Night Out series and uh, that sort of thing. But they also have like shoot interviews and just lots of independent wrestling on there so it's uh you, you definitely got to check that out uh and uh i'm learning in the chat that the shed will have no wi-fi rob sorry to sorry no to Dang. um if you if you haven't seen a wish that the nwa even did their patreon if they're just gonna sit on it all day they the american gaiju lindsay snow was in a circle squared match and they just never put the damn thing out so don't know what they're doing as far as that goes, but uh, there you have it. Make sure you check it out. We're gonna be covering that thing in depth. I'm sure we'll have review shows. Maybe we can even get Rob on like late that night or something and we can talk about it or something, do like a recap show. Uh, It'll be a lot of fun. Rob, are you gonna be available on Thursday for our our new start time? I'll be flying in on Thursday. Uh, So
2: what I'll try to do, I know you guys are going live on Thursday. Uh, As soon as I touch ground and and get my turn live, Airplane mode off. I'll try to come on. I'll probably be in a in a Uber or a Lyft vehicle, but I'll I'll come on and just uh, give you my status. Make sure you know I touch ground safely, and then try to join in as best I can. But yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be hit or
0: miss. So we'll see. I hope to be be here Thursday night. All right. Well, yeah. Just, let's just say if you're not, don't bother coming back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, your contract's up after this week, anyways. So we'll we'll talk about. It.
0: Uh, well thank you guys for who uh, all of you who are here and if you haven't already make sure you hit subscribe make sure you hit that like button we do appreciate every single one of you for uh hanging out here um yeah front row pointing out lindsey snow versus rocky bradley in the circle squared match uh, is what it was uh, uh and it was a great match i remember seeing it right there live in person and uh, just immediately being sold on the american kaiju so uh gotta gotta definitely check that out um all right so uh that i guess it's worth mentioning too if it wasn't clear by that that we are going to be starting to show back up live on thursdays now thanks to uwn prime time live so uh you know those of you who are used to hanging out with us on tuesdays well now you should be on fight tv watching uh that show instead and it's a little late for us to go on afterwards you all got you you gotta get your beauty sleep and uh so we don't want to interrupt that or our own um i guess uh if you want we we could go ahead and talk about UW and primetime live you think now's a good time to go ahead and just dive into that thing
1: good time is ever man let's do it
0: yeah baby uh let's see here i had the card pulled up this card is stacked too I'm, i'm pretty excited about this one uh for those who don't know it's available on fight tv Uh, you can go uh, check this thing out. It's also available on in-demand pay-per-view. I believe the price there is $11.99, or you can go on Fight TV, and you can pay $7.99 for the single first episode, or you can buy a bundle deal for $23.99, and that gets you four of the episodes that are going to be coming out for uh, United Wrestling Network's Primetime Live. Uh, Definitely worth checking out. Uh, I would have had to win with the bundle deal because i am just invested already, Uh, because I know in the first two immediately... Uh, we got this Nick Aldis-Mike Bennett match, but also uh, Thunder Rosa's confirmed for the uh, September 22nd episode, uh, hopefully still with the NWA Women's Championship. Remains to be seen. But uh, she will definitely be on board for the next week's episode. So you, you already know you're going to want to tune into that one, the two top champions in the NWA. Now, I've seen um, – Eli Drake and Allison Kay's faces plastered all over. Everything was, uh, the primetime lives th- thing, but I've never seen, you know, anything official from them. Have you guys?
1: I haven't either, but I did notice that. I mean, all the, all the promo art, uh, on fight TV and things like that, they're, they're definitely heavily featured on there. So, uh, hopefully they will be appearing. I, I can't imagine that they would be confirmed and not announced those are just two big stars that you feel like you would want to leverage that for for promotion um so maybe maybe the maybe they were not going to be on the first episode i don't know why but maybe it'll be two or three i'm not sure but you got to imagine they're going to be on there at some point
0: hmm. Yeah, interesting. It'll be uh, it'll be fun to see how that plays out. Well, uh, some of the stuff we do know is going to be taking place at UWN Primetime Live this Tuesday night on September fifteenth. Uh, two of California's most dominant tag teams will be facing off in a colossal clash uh, this week. It's uh, let's see the uh, the tribe, which is the Hawaiian Lion and the Navajo Warrior, will take on the Wolf Zaddies, Bad Dude Tito and Che Cabrera uh the wolf Zaddies are known for beating opponents everywhere into submission uh and they just have been carving a path of destruction throughout the independent scene and uh they're gonna have to overcome the tribe though this week and uh these guys are pretty vibrant tag teams so they look they look fun to watch i'm not super familiar with either so i can't give you like some huge backstory on them uh but uh it will be fun to watch guys i think we talked about before we get too deep into this. We talked about going ahead to make our predictions. I don't know what's at stake, maybe just bragging rights, but we can go ahead and and do that. Um, and we can start right here with this tag team match. Uh, the, uh, I think the fan favorites, uh, in this matchup are, uh, the tribe, uh, the Wolf Sadie seem to have that like road warriors vibe of like trying to come in and just rough people up. Um, but I guess. Will, let's throw to you first. If All you right. had to pick, I'm going to write these down, what we said. And uh, who do you think, the Tribe or the Wolf Zaddies?
1: I'm going Wolf Zaddies. Uh, J-Cal gave me a, a nice brief history of the Tribe, and I know those guys are uh, they're, they're top-notch and they're experienced and, and can get the job done. But from what I've seen from the Wolf Zaddies, I, I think they're coming out with the win on this one.
2: Yeah, Rob, what are you feeling? Uh, I agree with Will. The Wolves zaddy has got this, uh, guaranteed. Uh, they're way too aggressive. They're way too brutal. Uh, they seem to have the intensity edge and the, and the, the fury right now. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, as far as talent goes, they're, they're equally matched, I, I would say. Uh, but the Zaddy's got that, that uh, intensity edge. that's going to put them over the top. So, no doubt. <clears throat> Bad dude Tito and Che Cabrera for the win.
0: All right. if you guys have more backstory than I do on some of these, you can let me know. Um, but, uh, this is, uh, this is going to be interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. Sorry. I'm just writing down our picks. I'm actually going with the the wolf saddies on this one too. I want to be different than you guys, but, uh, these guys look, these guys look tough. I don't, I don't want to bet against them. Uh, James Lawrence in the chat pointing out that Dave Marquez has been heavily hyping this tag match. So, uh, could be exciting to, uh, to watch all right next up on that card at uwn primetime live you're gonna see uh will Alday, who is a he's a former collegiate wrestling standout um and uh, he's been training under booker t at the reality of wrestling promotion uh he comes out of texas i believe uh he's gonna be taking on jordan clearwater uh aka the golden boy uh he's a, he's been a fixture on the West coast here lately. Um, being very successful over there. Uh, he was, uh, in the semifinals of the most recent Percy Pringle, the third Memorial cup, the PP three that I see here. Uh, and he, uh, also debuted on new Japan's pro wrestling, strong TV series on fight. Uh, and, uh, so he, he's, he's been making a name for himself, but these two are going to be taking each other on. It's a, they're, they're billing it on over on the primetime live website as a, uh, uh, Texas versus California, that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, let's see, let's get some predictions on that. Rob, I'll throw it to you first this time.
2: I'm going with, uh, uh with Clearwater. Uh, Clearwater is trained by Carl Anderson and, uh, he's a Texas boy. You know, everything's uh, bigger and tougher out in Texas. And so, uh, I'm going with Clearwater.
0: Nice. Will, what are you thinking?
1: Uh, I'm going to go uh, all day because just because Rob said Clearwater and I don't have as much content uh, for the show and I want to, I want to make it interesting. So let's go, uh, let's go Will all day.
0: All right. Well, now I feel like I have to choose between my two favorites. Yeah,
1: pick, which one, who are you with?
0: <laughs> um, I think I'm, I think mm-hmm. I'm leaning Will all day in this one. I, I think that's, that's where my, uh, my instinct has taken me. So I'll throw myself over on Will's side for this one and uh we'll find out now we'll know we both we all three can't have perfect cards yep you
1: gotta keep it interesting
0: and we'd love to know what you think show us in the comments uh show us in the chat wherever you'd like to yeah be sure to let us know we can reference back here and we can find out who who had a perfect card picked out for this uh this event uh brian rosa already saying will all day on that one for him um let's see here. Next up we have Chris Dickinson. He's making his debut over on the UWN scene and he's taken on, it looks like Dickie Mayer. Chris Dickinson is looking like he's pretty well known as being one of the most hard hitting and independent uh pro wrestlers right now are hard hitting and in demand independent. That's what I meant to say. Pro wrestlers on the scene right now. Uh, he's been in triple a Lucha under, or I think was the only Lucha? Lucha Libre, I think just in general and evolve and, uh, beyond wrestling. Um, and he's gonna try to make a name for himself by taking on Dickie Mayer, uh, who is trained by WWE star, Brian Kendrick and, uh, Jesse Hernandez. Uh, he's been a fixture over in California as well. Uh, what's it going to be fellas? is will Dickinson or, no, or will Chris Dickinson take on and defeat Dickie Mayer? Or are we going to see an upset on their debut?
1: Yeah, I'm going Dickinson. I feel like that's a, they're going to want to want to give him some shine. Um, he was the first kind of announced talent to this whole thing. So, uh, I think they're I think he's going to come out looking strong.
2: Rob, you yeah, feeling the
1: same?
2: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a guy who is a mainstay in Jersey uh, Championship Wrestling, uh, Jersey All Pro Wrestling. Of course, I think the world of the vol. Um, This is a uh, one of the most respected independent wrestlers. He reminds me a lot of uh, of uh, Eddie Kingston. Um, uh, not not necessarily in style, but just the the journeyman life that he's led. And at the end of the day, his his experience and talent is going to prove too much. Chris Dickinson all day. Not all day, like the previous match, but all day long.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Um, All right, let's get – things start picking up here. Uh, The stakes get larger the further up the cards you move. We've got a UWN Television Championship match coming up. Dan, the man, Joseph, uh he's been enjoying his championship reign as the united wrestling networks television champion um and uh he's been showing up on the show you can watch him right now on youtube he's been a a pretty regular uh uh addition to that show championship wrestling from hollywood uh but he's gonna be taken on uh from atlantic city new jersey the unorthodox levi shapiro uh they are no strangers to each other they actually kind of have a history uh together uh Levi Shapiro I think has a uh manager uh Howdy Price I believe and uh he is uh he's a guy who recently on uh I want to say championship wrestling from Hollywood did lose to Dan Joseph so this is like his second chance at glory he's going to try to take that UWN television championship the question is Rob will he will he take the television championship from Dan Joseph
2: of course he won't. Dan Joseph uh, does not drop the title, not on this show, not to leave Astor Hero.
0: Mm, Will, you feeling the same way?
1: Uh, you know, I wanted to go rogue, but I can't on this one. Uh, Dan Joseph retains. Uh, he's, uh, yeah, I, I just, I think it's, a, it's. this is actually one of the matches I'm really, really looking forward to as far as guys that I'm not super familiar with, just because I've seen enough of both of these guys to be really interested to, to see the kind of match they're going to put on. But I do agree at the end of the
0: day, I think Dan Joseph retains. Nice. All right. Brian Rose is in there saying Levi Shapiro. Pretty interesting.
1: I will say this. I mean, I'll echo uh, what Rob has said about, you know, our feature matches. I I don't think it would be a shock if Levi Shapiro came out on top, but I still think, I I still think Dan Joseph's going to win.
0: Oh, fellas, we're just still hanging pretty tight together on on most of these predictions. I think because I'm with you. I don't think I think Dan Joseph is a promising star um, who's got a bright future ahead of him. Not knocking Levi Shapiro. I just think Dan Joseph's on a roll, and uh, I don't think Levi Shapiro is going to stop him right now. I think uh, I think we're going to see a lot more out of Dan Joseph as uh, things continue here, uh, as far as like in prime positions in wrestling. Um, Well, we might start separating a little bit more here when we talk about our friend, Camille, uh, much respected, uh, and uh, she's the muscle behind the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion, Nick Aldis. She's a prominent member of Strictly Business, uh, but let's not forget, she is a powerhouse and a wrestler in her own right. We've seen her be dominant. Uh, on an episode of NWA uh, Superpower. And uh, and she's going to be making history this week, again, when she becomes one of the first female competitors to enter the ring on the debut of UWN Primetime Live. And she's doing it against a veteran, a much-respected Heather Monroe, who is, uh, again, a prominent California wrestler, uh, we've seen her tons on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. If you've ever watched that, she has been all over that show. And l- people know her name. She is a big deal. And uh, you've recently seen her in AEW as well. Uh, Camille brings strength, aggression, just pure power. But she's taking on the Killer Bay, uh, who is a wily veteran, who is who is sneaky. I don't know. What what are you guys thinking about Camille versus Heather Monroe? I think this could be an amazing matchup or Camille could just walk over her. So it's going to be interesting. What are you guys feeling?
1: I'll go first uh, since Rob will bury me after this. Uh, I'm not going to flip. I know you guys want me to flip. I'm not going to give in to the pressure. I still think Heather Monroe wins this match Uh, and that is no shade at all towards Camille or how I feel about her. Uh, It's just you know, I think in in a in a in a bout like this, it's gonna, and you, you guys can disagree. I know you probably will, but I think it's gonna come down to technical ability and that in ring experience. And Heather Monroe, you know, you say she's prominent in California, that's true, but she's wrestled all over the world. She's wrestled in China. She's that's wrestled, a good point. She wrestled on AEW. She is experienced, and I, I'm not uh, saying that the experience is what's going to make the difference, but I think the the technical ability combined with that in-ring experience is going to make the difference and i think heather monroe wins the match
0: ryan is supporting you in there he's a big fan of heather monroe saying she's going to take this one rob where are you landing on camille versus heather monroe i have the
2: utmost respect for heather Monroe. this is kind of like how i preface things with you guys when i'm about to disagree like you know i love you guys i do have the utmost respect for heather monroe i absolutely do she has been over the world she is the veteran here Just like I have the utmost respect for the Rock and Roll Express or for the Wild Eyed Southern Boys or for for any of those technically astute tag teams. But none of those tag teams are going to stand a chance against the colossal power of the Legion of the Road Warriors. Their power is way too much in this case. Camille is way too strong. She's way too powerful. She is way too gifted an athlete. No, she doesn't have the in ring experience or the years behind her, but she is training at tried and true. She's in that that uh, that gym every single day. She's dedicated. She's fixated. We've seen her take top-notch calibers. Men like Tim Storm out with a spear. Heather Moreau doesn't stand a chance in this match. I mean, I love Heather Moreau. I think she is fantastic. The sky's the limit for her, but the sky on this day stops. It's a low ceiling, and that, and that ceiling is Camille. Camille wins this match
0: well will we finally get to separate here because i i too love some heather monroe i think she is just wonderful i get stars in my eyes every time i see her and i feel like that um i I would also be blinded if i thought that she had a, a chance at all against camille i think camille walks right over heather monroe i'll give you a hint in my build up and i i just think I think that Heather puts up as much of a fight as we've ever seen Camille get, but I I just think there's no chance. Camille is going to dominate her. She's not ready. She's not ready for what Camille's bringing to the table. So I'm going Camille. All right. right, Well,
1: I guess we'll see.
0: I guess we will (laughs) on Tuesday, September 15th. Hope you guys are all watching it with us. Fight TV. Go check this thing out. But it's not over there. No, we've got we've got a couple of more matches to talk about here. Uh, one of the cool parts about UWN Prime Time Live is it gives a much needed spotlight to a lot of people you might not have seen before. This is one of the things I talked about with Mission Pro Wrestling and Hell Half and No Fury. It's the same deal here. With UWN Primetime Live. And one of the things that it also can feature is talents from promotions you may never have heard of before. So, for instance, Championship Wrestling for Hollywood. Maybe that's not been your thing. Maybe it will be after Tuesday night. Another one, though, is West Coast Pro, which is an independent, uh, kind of a more local area uh, promotion. Um, but they do have a hell of a champion in Alexander. Hammerstone, and he's going to be defending that championship uh, from West Coast Pro against EJ Sparks, who was just recently on uh, Primetime Live taking on Dan Joseph. Um, EJ Sparks, he's a high flyer. He's wild, man. He's he's all over the place. He's quick. He's agile. Hammerstone destroys people Um, all across MLW who most people probably know him through. Uh, He's been in pro wrestling Noah over the last year. Uh, He, it's gonna be David versus Goliath in this match. The strength and stamina of Alexander Hammerstone taking on the high flying antics of EJ Sparks. What, what works here? Is it the power and finesse or is it the aerial assault? You're gonna find out on Tuesday, but I need to know. Will, what do you think?
1: Uh, I think it's Hammerstone, uh, and and this is not to contradict my last prediction. Uh, I think he's got the experience. I mean, he's got gold right now in two different promotions. He is uh, not only is he is he is he tough, but he he brings it in the ring. And EJ Sparks, I, I I'm really impressed with him. I did see him for the first time on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood um, last week's show. I haven't gotten to watch this week's show yet. Uh, was thoroughly impressed with him. I just think, as you mentioned, that you know, in, in this particular instance of a David versus Goliath, um, I just don't see that that high flying style um, being able to 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 overtake Alexander Hammerstein Hammerstone.
0: Robert, you feeling the same way about this one? I am. I remember, I mean, and this
2: is a fundamental philosophy that I have about the sport of professional wrestling. Again, I don't. I don't, I'm not against the high-flying style. I think a lot of people can use it to their advantage. We think about Thunder Rosa, for example, who uses some of that. But, you know, Thunder Rosa has a fantastic ground game. I mean, she, she, she's able to do a lot because she's a smaller athlete, so she's got to kind of read the room and parlay that style against the, the kind of opponent she's facing. In this case, I think, Alex, uh, Hammerstone's too big. The ground game is going to prevail over the, uh, uh, over the aerial game. I mean, it's like, you know, they say in, in in fighting, like in just regular street fighting, 80% of the fights are going to go to the ground. that's one reason that wrestlers, you know, Greco-Roman wrestlers or freestyle wrestlers or MMA trained uh, individuals uh, or jiu-jitsu uh, individuals have such success in mixed martial art competition. Because when you get them to the ground, you know, and you know how to leverage weight and, and manipulate joints and that kind of thing, that that's going to – win the day. And in this case, Hammerstone's going to do that. He's going to neutralize the aerial game and keep the match on the ground. It's going to be a slower, methodical match. And at the end of the day, the power and the brute strength of Hammerstone, not to mention the fact that he's also very seasoned and 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 trained and talented as well. Um he's going to win this match.
0: I uh I have to say I'm going to side with you guys. I just think Hammerstone's going to be too much. I think EJ Sparks has the um well for lack of a better word, the spark of uh an up-and-comer and he he looks good but um man i just think alexander hammerstone is already at the top of his game he's in his prime and he's ready to main event on any promotion and uh so showing up on uwn Primetime live this is not a guy that drops the ball um on a big time competition and uh with the spotlights on bright he 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 doesn't stop uh i think hammerstone's gonna take it to ej sparks and this is a no-brainer to me i think uh alexander hammerstone retains all right and then that of course leads us into our main event the reason we all live and breathe the ultimate prize fight
1: <laughs> okay well i can't me-
0: yeah i mean i'm probably overselling it a little bit but i'm super excited about it so uh, I can't think of a more fitting main event for the debut of your promotion's f- flagship show, UWN Primetime Live. They're gonna start off with a main event that is an NWA World's Heavyweight Championship match. Nick Aldis in the 10 pounds of gold coming in against a challenger who's seeking not just championship glory, but redemption. He's fighting for his life, as he says. Aldis has been the flag bearer for the National Wrestling Alliance for a long time now. And uh, he's, he's been experiencing a lot of success. Mike Bennett, on the other hand, has been a guy who's been struggling for recognition, who's been faced with adversity after adversity, dealing with booking issues, Substance abuse, all of these different things affecting his life. And he is trying to make a name for himself, or as he even said in our interview, remind you of who he really is. And uh, he's definitely got a huge chip on his shoulder. He's exhausted. He's furious. He's coming in here to make a name and to prove his worth. And he's going to do it by, he says, defeating Nick Aldis for the NWA world's heavyweight championship. The, question though here is can he do that i guess and will i i I just don't know what do do you think (laughs)
1: uh i think we're all all gonna agree on this one um but i will i will say it this way uh nick always does not lose the title uh, on tuesday night i think he comes out victorious i think it is a a landmark match between these two guys. And I think we do walk away from it remembering and being introduced to who Mike Bennett is for some of us uh, really is. Um, but I have started kind of, I think hopefully referring to this as Aldous versus Bennett one. Um, because although I think Nick Aldis uh, re- will retain for sure, Uh, I hope it's not the last time that we see this and I may be being a little presumptuous with that, but I think that um, depending on how it goes, the the way I see it going down is Aldis retains, but Mike Bennett is, is just as hungry after the match, if not more uh, to keep it going and to get another shot. And maybe he's got to go through a few other guys to get another shot. Um, But I, I, I'm hoping that, you know, this can turn into a long-term feud and and we can see something else down the line, maybe at an NWA-specific pay-per-view or something like that with these two guys because I just feel like this build through 10 pounds of gold and the way that these guys' stories are intersecting, uh, I'm just so bought into it at this point that um, I don't want to see it be a one-and-done thing. Um, But I I do think all this retains on Tuesday night.
0: Rob, do I even have to ask?
2: Let me say this, okay? Mike Bennett, um, first of all, uh, make no mistake about it. Mike Bennett is not a B-lister. He's not a minor league player. He is an A-lister. This is a man who has beaten uh, Adam Cole. He's beaten um, uh, Drew McIntyre. He's beaten Jeff Hardy. He's beaten them all. He's held the X Division Championship. He's held titles in every promotion he's ever gone to. This is a legit A-lister who matches up very, very well with uh, Nick Aldous in a way that very very few people do. Nick Oliver, uh, 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 Mike Bennett is, an, is a seasoned athlete. He's not new. A lot of people want to think of him as like you know this guy, this this WWE guy that had this uh, this run in two hundred five and and in uh, NXT or whatnot. And this is a guy who's been around for twenty years, two decades, honing his craft, doing the legwork in the independents you know, making his mark in Ring of Honor in uh, uh, New Japan, wherever he's been. This is a guy who's got his family behind him who's fighting for his family. For him, it means everything. He's, uh, you know, he's fighting for redemption. Guess what though, guys? Everything that I just said about Mike Bennett, I also can say about Nick Aldis, but more so, except for maybe the family part. I think they're both doing that to the intensity that you can, okay? So then it comes down to, at the, at the end of the day, who is the better wrestler? Who is the better wrestler? They're both good wrestlers. They're both professional wrestlers, as Mike Bennett likes to say time and time again. They're not, you know, uh, they're not driven by gimmicks. They're not out there, you know, I mean, they're not sports entertainers, although they're entertaining. These are athletes of the highest caliber. And it just so happens that as good as Mike Bennett is, and on any given day, you know, he might, prove me wrong. And, and, and maybe he has a championship in his future. He just has the misfortune of living in the time of all And all is the greatest wrestler in the world. That is the only knock I have against Bennett. It's not even a knock against him. It's just the fact that he has the misfortune of drawing the name of Nick all and
0: nobody can beat Nick all Nobody you say not right now. Okay. Well, um, I will, I will give props to Mike Bennett for this much. Um, you're you are coming in in the time of this, like Rob said, and you, uh, you know, they coming off of the place that Mike Bennett is and just coming in out of nowhere. Um, there's a lot stacked up against him walking into this match already. Um, over the last couple of weeks, I've really started to feel like Mike Bennett has proven himself as a worthy competitor. And, uh, I think given given that that glimmer of doubt in a lot of people's minds that, you know, like maybe maybe he does have what it takes. Maybe he is about to make a name for himself at the expense of Nick Aldis. Do I think that's going to happen? That's a big fat no. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that Nick Aldis retains. I, I think Nick Aldis is always prepared. Like you told us, he stays ready. He stays in shape. He is the champion for a reason. We're about to hit 700 days, right, Rob, with this on guy? On Friday. Yeah, yeah on Friday. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think Nick Alda sees 700.
2: I think the the better question is, does, does Nick Alda see 1,400? You know, because, <laughs> uh, you know, he, he's, he's that good guys. And then Mike Bennett is good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, this is one where, you know, you watch the 10 pounds of gold. You listen to the interview. I've really grown – Quite fond of Mike Bennett. I really like him. I think – He's a good dude, man. He's a great guy. He's a, a heck of a competitor. I think there's a championship of that caliber in his future. It's just not going to come at Aldis' expense. That's the only thing. I mean um, – and you don't have to take my word for it or any of our words. We're just marks. Take Tim Storm's word for it. Listen to The Nation Show from last night and listen to what Tim Storm, you know, one of Nick Aldis's, you know, arch nemesis. Listen to what he says about, it and his estimation. This this is a, a an educated opinion that we're offering here, and it's again no critique on Bennett. Could he win it? Yeah, he could. He very well could. If if he did, would I be like completely, absolutely shocked? No, but I'm a betting man. If I were a betting man and I had to put my resources resources on the line, it's going to go with August. this is just that good
0: all right well um you know i i think the build to the match is excellent i think we're all excited to see it happen and i think the fact that there's that there is a chance albeit small that mike bennett comes out on top you gotta tune in to uwn Primetime live on tuesday september the 15th fight tv or in-demand pay-per-view you gotta check this thing out um Like I said, they got that bundled deal. If you want to just go ahead and jump on that thing and make it so it's like five bucks an episode essentially for four of the UWN primetime lives, you can do that right now. Or you can just go ahead and go for the one for $7.99 on Fight TV, $11.99 on In Demand. Well worth your money, well worth your time. If you're looking for an alternative to the pro wrestling that's out there in the mainstream right now, it's there. It's ready for you. It's waiting Go check it out, UWN Primetime Live. I'm going to keep saying it. And then on Friday, NWA Women's Championship match on the line, title match network, Thunder Rosa against Lindsay Snow at Hell Hath No Fury by Mission Pro Wrestling. This is an excellent week for NWA wrestling. You want to see something new, something fresh? This is how you get it. Um, I don't know. Am I missing anything there, guys? I'm trying to sell this thing.
1: No I mean I, i'm I'm with you man I, i'm I'm excited it's kind of a little bit surreal because you know I, I joined this show um, a few months back and there has not been any new NWA wrestling content besides uh, superpower, which was like the second or third week that I was a part of this show. so this is this is a big deal and it's 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 new uh, NWA specific even though it's a crossover type show it's a partnership. Uh, we're getting NWA title matches. We're getting, um uh, NWA, you know, talent here and, and from here on out, no doubt. Um, so it's a big deal and, and I, for one, am not going to miss out on it. Um, and so if you haven't gone and ordered it yet, you definitely should. Um, we're going to be talking about it a lot on this show. So you want to be in the know about what we're talking about and be able to give your, uh, your opinion and be informed about it. So, um, go do it and and let's go support it. Let's make this thing huge. Let's make, uh, you know, I would love for, we talk about this with title match network and mission pro the same thing with fight TV. Like I would love for these to be through the roof, uh, cause we love the NWA and we love David Marquez. He's a fantastic partner and and part of the NWA and we'd love to support him. So I think this would be a a great opportunity for you know us to just kind of blow the roof off of it and be like, man, this was huge. You know, let's, um, let's, let's keep, getting bigger and better so let's let's do it
0: all right well um obviously we can continue the conversation about uwn primetime live hell hath no fury from mission pro as we go along in the show um i'm sure it's it's the hottest thing on everybody's mind i just wanted i couldn't wait any longer longer we we just had to talk about it so we got it out there and of course we have the after after show after we get through some of the news and we just go to hang out with the chat uh I'm sure some more stuff will come in but uh let's uh let's jump into some other news items here uh, aew uh, on September the 9th guys did 1 million sixteen thousand viewers uh, how about that that's it's a pretty big goal for them now a lot of people are saying that that's you know they were unopposed by NXT technically and um, all of that um, so maybe that should be expected but uh, I just thought that was a, a pretty big big move by AEW. So, so props to them.
1: Yeah, that's huge. And that's something we've been talking about uh, a lot. It's kind of been an unofficial, I feel like benchmark for NXT and AEW. And we talked a little bit, I think last week about them separating nights and not going head to head and how that, you know, hopefully will be better for everyone. I would love to see NXT putting up numbers over a million um, because that means we could have, over a million people almost every night of the week enjoying professional wrestling in some capacity. I mean, that's good for the sport of professional wrestling. That's good for, for what the thing that we love. Um, And so I think that's, that's a big deal. I'm happy for them.
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can't argue with the numbers and, and, you know, those tuning in and tuning in in and in a, in a show that's in a sort of a, A season in which it's showcasing nwa talent i think that's a plus you know it's a plus for them it's a plus for us it's a plus for uh, the world of wrestling rising tides raise all ships and uh and so you know kudos
0: all right well um speaking of that particular thing um you know chris jericho was on busted open radio this week also by the way uh just before i even go into that if you haven't already uh speaking of jericho as well take a moment out of your time to first of all know that thunder rosa will be on uh aew dynamite this week also defending against evilese is that is that right that's who she's defending yes yeah um so i we keep talking about UWN primetime live we keep talking about thunder rosa defending on friday she's also defending on wednesday so she might not even go to Friday as the NWA women's tag team or women's champion. But I mean, I think we all assume that nobody can beat Thunder Rosa and she'll eventually someday be buried with the belt. But, um, assuming that she beats Evelise uh, she'll go on to Friday, but just make sure you check out AEW dynamite and Thunder Rosa's, uh, uh, her segment was pretty high with Serena Deeb uh, the other day. So that, that was a pretty cool thing. Uh, the reason I know that is if you check out Chris Jericho's podcast from this past Friday, uh, Talk is Jericho, Thunder Rosa was also on that show. And they talk a little bit about that, including a lot of things. So if you want to know more about Thunder Rosa, she is everywhere right now. Thunder Rosa is hot. She is, she is just on top of the world. You can't ask for more out of an NWA Women's Champion. All I mean,
2: right. they're so hardworking. I'm it's just you know, between her and her, this is a partnership here. Remember, Brian Rosa is also doing work too, but he still manages twice a week to be in the chat with us for hours to give us that time. And so, you know, big shout out to Brian Rosa of all the things that you're juggling, you make time for the NWA fam and uh, you're a faithful, um, you know, contributor to the discussion and all that. But, um, you know, I can't put over Talk Jericho enough. I mean, I think the, the thunder rosa episode is epic and this guy will talk about anything he'll talk about flat earth theory he'll talk about you know rush and neil Perch or whatever man he'll but it just so happens that uh this previous episode with thunder rosa and you know it's a doozy
0: so um the original thing i was going into with chris Sherika was that he was also on busted open radio and uh making the case for something we talked about the other day that uh, he thought nxt should move to tuesday um i have seen A couple of things it's still like apparently a conversation i've seen a couple of things backing up my theory that like vince is has no interest in moving nxt to another day uh, that they're there for a specific reason um but apparently some people still think it's a good idea um Uh, Chris Jericho on Busted Open said, uh, quote, this is a war that was thrust upon us by a company that is very petty and very spiteful. And we know the reason why. NXT is on Wednesday nights to mess with us um we get it we pay attention to what we are doing we don't care what they're doing we have no interest in it if you watch us you get the ratings and we beat them week after week we beat them in the demos where people think it's jokes the only thing that matters is the tv networks and advertisers that listed in that are listed in that 18 to 49 demo look it up we win every week they should retreat they should move to any other night Get away from us. You guys got a great program and it's good. Why would you want to sacrifice your own ratings just to be spiteful and petty to go head to head with AEW? We're not going anywhere and put on anything you want. We'll continue to beat you. It is a retreat, but it's also the right move from a business standpoint get your head out of your rear end and just enjoy your product the same way we worry about ours if they move to tuesday smart move that way you guys can get 850,000, 900,000, whatever get 10 million viewers congratulations let us do our thing and we'll get over a million i think it's a smart move business-wise on their end they lost there's nothing wrong with conceding defeat moving to a different night and worrying about your show and not worrying about going head to head with aew because you can't stop us so that's from Chris Jericho. Thoughts on that, fellas?
1: I mean, you know, he's he's coming from a, a little bit of a biased viewpoint. Uh, I I don't I don't quite see it as uh, this head to head and they're admitting defeat uh, type thing. And maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being overly positive about the situation. But I, I do think you know, I mean, it it was clearly like nobody's under the impression that NXT was not intentionally trying to counter program dynamite. I mean, dynamite announced that they were going to be on Wednesday nights. And then shortly after suddenly NXT was going to get a live show and it was going to be on Wednesday night at the same time. I mean, it was clear counter programming. They wanted to go head to head and steal some of those viewers that might, you know, jump ship over to AEW. But now I think that um, as time has gone on and AEW has kind of carved their own place in the wrestling landscape, I think it is smart from a business perspective to say, okay, you know what, the The playing field's kind of leveled out here in the sense that like AEW fans are going to watch AEW. If we want to, you know, break through this 800,000, you know, mark for NXT, we're going to have to move to another night and be unopposed. I, I've also read that um, uh, USA was a big proponent of them not going head to head just for advertising and um, that key demo and stuff like that. So if they can move to Tuesday and get that key demo and get the advertising and all that kind of stuff for, for the network, then that's a big, big win for everybody all around. So, you know, I, I like, I mean, I think Jericho's speaking from a, a competitor and he's a little bit in character, I think probably when he's given those um, those comments. But uh, I think what he does say that's true is it's it's best for everybody. They can go do their own thing and flourish and AEW can as well.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that part of Vince probably imagined that AEW was going to be – there was going to be a novelty about it that would eventually wear off, and then people would, again, like they did during the Monday Night Wars, eventually go back to WWE, and it's apparent now that uh, that AEW is a picture; It's not going anywhere. It's got a loyal and dedicated fan base that, that uh, they're not going to draw from if AEW is on. I don't care. I don't like NXT. I don't care how good it's going to be. I don't care if it's just the Scarlet Bordeaux episode. You know what i mean i mean aw's on people are going to be watching that if they're aw pants and so it makes business sense uh it makes you know sense for their uh for their uh networks to to not compete with each other and and you know draw from the same pool of uh of viewers
0: yeah i am um, for what it's worth uh over on uh pw torch to uh uh has been a guest on the show uncle uh bruce mitchell uh, wrote a uh, nice column too, talking about Chris Jericho being uh, pretty wise in the ways of the wrestling business. Basically, he's just kind of putting over Chris for uh, coming out and making these statements, basically, that he's he knows that Vince hears him, basically, and uh, and just you know just the way that he's striking at the ego uh, of Vince McMahon. So um, just kind of interesting. He's on. Um, he was also on Alex McCarthy's TalkSport.com recently. And uh, and uh, he, he, said, he said in that show, straight to Triple H, like he said on that. He said, you need to go to Tuesdays and grab an extra 250,000 viewers. Get your demo where it needs to be because it's embarrassing on Wednesdays to see you against us. <laughs> and, uh, and then, um, I mean, it's no mistake that WWE is the I- industry leader right now um in wrestling they're still the top dog and it's not super close um as far as in the scheme of things business wise but uh it is interesting to see chris jericho start to attack at uh wwe with these things and he's uh just uh, he's like he's really behind Uh, you know it's the thing we're talking about at the top rob about the the brand like having faith in your brand and wanting to build your brand it seems like jericho has this same kind of mentality as far as when it comes to aew right now like he's really trying to represent his brand and he's proud of the company that he works for um they get they got into a conversation at 413 even about john moxley um you know they were like well you know he's a former wwe guy or something forget the exact context of it it was something along those lines. And he told Alex McCarthy, he's like, this is not that same guy. He was like, Dean Ambrose does not exist anymore. Uh, he's like, that was some job guy from the past. John Moxley is not the same person he was over on that show. Um, he, he's, he's basically saying like Moxley's free. Moxley's a different person. That was a WWE creation over on the other show. And Moxley has become his own man and he is a bigger star than dean ambrose ever was uh so just interesting just to see like he even like takes he's even looking at it like the talent is like two different people you know it's just uh i don't know i was just kind of intrigued by his perspective on this
2: yeah and and, uh, front rose made a comment in the chat about uh maybe there's some slight a slight bit of disingenuousness there on jericho's part you know that they don't pay attention to wwe because they most certainly do
0: they, sure, sure they do.
2: Yeah, like references all the time uh, and everything, and uh, so you know, I mean, you're gonna stand behind your brand, and and that that's how it is. I just think that you know, you look at you look at our, our our promotion, the National Wrestling Alliance. I mean, we they do what's right by the company. You know what I mean? There's no there's no need to go and tear down another brand or this or that. And if, if talent feels a certain way, they certainly don't air it out on on camera or on the you know, in the uh then I mean, you listen to Nick Alvis and, and uh or Tim Storm or James Storm or any of those guys give interviews, they're very, very conciliatory and collegial uh, and diplomatic when it comes to speaking about uh town in the AEW or uh, the WWE, whatever they really feel. And I think probably in those interviews are they're being forthright. Uh, but you know, you gotta there's gotta be some it's expected to take up your brand and to defend, you know, defend the home court and all that. But you know, let's let's be real. I mean, let's be honest. Come on, Jericho. <laughs> Some of the tactics that they use, you guys use too.
0: Yeah, that's the interesting part of it. I mean, uh, we've got a paladin in the chat pointing out Jericho's tone seems to have changed. It's become more personal for him, um, and 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 that goes back to you know, like I was saying, that that brand loyalty uh, to what they're doing so much so that, like I said, he's not even keeping John Moxley and Dean Ambrose as the same person. Um, I just, I just found that interesting psychologically, I guess, for Chris Jericho, but, um, I don't know. I I think that there's the part of it that if what we believe, Rob, you always say all the time, you know, it's hard to uh, ascribe like motive to uh, Vince McMahon or like pretend to know exactly what's going on inside his head at all times but if if things are accurate to what people believe right now um you know they're being pretty predatory or trying to be you know like by moving they're they one way to look at this is for sure that vince mcmahon was willing to toss the wwe network aside and like the benefits of having nxt on the network as an exclusive he was willing to give that up just to make sure that aew didn't succeed now he failed arguably like already for one the 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 initial idea i think was supposed to be that they don't get renewed well that happened and they're renewed for many years now so they they've already dropped the ball there so to some people it seems like all right well then just go away and they're still not going away and they're still like trying to pull from the ratings and so it's just uh it's just interesting so i can see like for a guy like uh Jericho where he feels like well maybe I can appeal to something else like like to his ego somehow and try to attack him that way I don't know I don't I don't know what Jericho's thinking either but it's just interesting to hear him be so vocal about it I guess
2: yeah I mean and to your point about the uh, ascribing motives and all that I mean we we they're they're probably and it appears certainly that it was some predatorial machinations going on uh with with the. Uh, that moved to Wednesday and everything, uh, and the fears that maybe this might eventually constitute a genuine threat. But I mean, let's look at it. At the end of the day, his fears proved to be correct. Like his instincts were right on that. the The tactics didn't work out to his advantage, but the fear that he had that this might be legit competition became manifest. And so, you know, that does that justify then the initial, even though tactically it didn't work out to his favor from a vi- business sense. Even though they're not hurting, you know, from a business sense, at least in terms of, you know, viewership and this and that, it's not just not going to be anything that sinks the WWE. But I think it just speaks to uh, the 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 insight and the wisdom and the savvy. And here I'm not here singing the praises of Vince McMahon. You guys know me; you know where I stand on the WWE. I'm just right. saying, the business insight and the business acumen. It does nobody any any justice to to go out there and act like Vince McMahon is just some bloodthirsty, predatorial idiot. The guy's not an idiot. He's a genius. And, and he, he did what he did for a, biz, a sound business reason that ultimately proved to be correct. Uh, you know, didn't pan out, but you know, the move seems to be justified by how things turned out.
1: Well, and here's, here's another way to look at it though. Um, I get your point in what you're saying, but who's to say that the fact that he did go head to head with them didn't I don't think it's going to bury NXT, but didn't at least for a little while diminish NXT because there are people out there and I'm not uh, educated enough or informed enough about the current NXT product to have this opinion. But I have seen a lot of opinions out there saying that since the Wednesday Night War started, NXT has declined in quality. Um, And so there is that kind of side effect there that people could argue or people could say, that the, the competition didn't benefit NXT or WWE. So, you know, I think that, that there's different ways to look at it. I mean, if they had come out and said, you know, still given NXT their live show, but had started out on Tuesday night and didn't do it as head to head counter-programming would, would NXT be in a better position right now? I mean, that's one way to look at it, but then, you know, it's hypothetical. We don't know. Um, so, You know, I think they're right sizing it and hopefully everybody can excel at this point. But um, I mean, you're you're right. I mean, your points are right. I mean, AEW is a credible threat, quote unquote. But I think at the end of the day, um, they do kind of reach different audiences and there are people who uh, pick a side. But I think it's good to have the visibility of all of it. I mean, if you're an NXT fan and you're diehard NXT, you know, you can still check out AEW. That doesn't mean you're less of an NXT fan right? And vice versa. You can be a a diehard AEW fan, but I think they created this war that you had to pick a side and things got really vicious online um, about, you know, NXT sucks. Well, NXT doesn't suck. It's just, if you're making me choose between NXT and AEW, I'm going to choose AEW. So I think maybe forcing people to make that choice might've had a negative effect on, on both brands. and, And maybe we can distance ourselves from having to do that
0: yeah it's interesting i i have a tough time in my own brain like balancing out like what their booking decisions like how it would have changed anything because while i can look at things like for instance i think that uh, you could argue that aews had a better job or done a better job of uh building certain people like if you look at like more long-term storytelling so as far as like uh or at least for a while like hangman page or um mjf or uh even Orange Cassidy. Um there there are other things like I feel like NXT's felt a bit rushed in some places or and injuries have caused this and other things, but it seems like they've been kind of messing around. Although I heard I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard the cage match this past week with Rhea Ripley and Mercedes Martinez is really amazing. And um, you know, I've heard Finn Balor and Adam Cole was great. So who knows? I guess where I'm going is, is like on one day I want to like criticize them for their booking. And then it's like, sometimes I look at AEW and I'm like, all right, well here's the Mimosa mayhem match. And now Miro's coming in on a, a wedding angle. Like this is all WWE playbook stuff. You know, it it feels like just, just straight out the same exact stuff. So I don't know like what's influencing their decisions create creatively. Um, Anyway, yeah, just a-
2: you like we were saying earlier, you reserve the right to be critical uh, about about storylines and booking and all. That's OK without throwing everything out. I mean, we can't nobody can sit in here and say that everything WWE is doing is terrible because that's just wrong. It's not true. There's lots of vibrant, bright spots about WWE and AEW. I mean, there are things, uh, Gary, I remember. I mean, you were very critical of the NWA with the whole Mama Storm bit, you know, and, and at first with question mark, you were outspoken about it even.
0: Um, Not at first.
2: I mean, it was always balanced and very respectful criticism, but you made no mistake. When I was just listening to the show, when, when you and Adam were hosting this, you know, you were very vocal about that and and, and that's just part of being, you know, you, you call it like you see it and that doesn't mean you're burying anybody or that you're, you think the company's trash. There may be, it may be that the aggregate amount of, <laughs> of one company tends to be stuff that's not our taste, but let's not kid ourselves that we should celebrate good wrestling wherever it's at, whether it's, you know, under Vince's banner or whether it's under Khan's banner or whether it's under Billy Corgan's banner or whoever. good wrestling should be celebrated wherever it's at.
0: I agree. I agree. We love good wrestling. And so we want, I think we all agree that we want all of it to be good. And so, um, you know, hopefully, I don't know. It just, it feels bad. Like they're fighting each other. And and I think it would be better for the whole wrestling business. I do agree if like NXT moved to a different day, although I don't know why NXT has to move to a different day. I mean, I guess AEW can move to a different day too, Um, but they're not going to do that either. So um, interesting stuff. Guys, I guess what we should do here is let's go ahead and wrap up the podcast portion of the show. People that are new and watching right now. And if you don't know this already, we do this. Sometimes we go ahead and, wrap it up for the listening audience who are just going to be hearing on the podcast tomorrow. Um, And we just hang out with you in the chat and we just talk about whatever you guys want for just a little bit. Um, So uh, just stick around with us. We're going to give our little sign off here and tell everybody where they can find people. Uh, For anybody that wants to, you know, hear more of Rob's ranting and raving, um, then um, they can do it. But uh, so, so Rob, where, where are you on the interwebs?
2: On the interwebs, I am at R Stinson Four on Twitter. Shoot, it's like R D Stinson Four on Instagram, uh, and uh, on Facebook, Dr. Robert Stinson. You can find me here every Sunday and Thursday night. Now on at the NWA Pod, and the NWA Pod is that on all of our social media networks. So uh, look us up, like, follow, subscribe. Uh, you know, help us get to a thousand so we can start making you know making some money off this.
0: Will, where are you Uh,
1: at? Hey, it's Will with one L, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, and at real. Hey, it's Will on TikTok. And um, so, yeah. And and as Rob said, right here on this channel, um, keeping the the uh, good vibes surrounding the NWA going and, and getting pumped up about what's coming up this week.
0: I am at, this is Gary Horn on all the things. And uh, the show is at the NWA pod, even on TikTok now. Uh, so go check that out. We are thinking about ideas for that earlier. We're thinking about having Rob just jump in with uh trivia items, like at least every day. That could be something fun for TikTok. So you guys go subscribe to that if you, if you, if you screwing around with TikTok. Or, um, Rob,
1: or Rob could do some of the dance challenges. That would be entertaining.
0: Also a good idea. <laughs> Oh, there he goes. He's getting it. I'm sure that like Tanya would love to help you out and dance and all of that stuff. You could probably get like Piper or somebody to like teach you something. So could happen. Why are you trying to get my wife to dance, dude? Um, (laughs) I'm just like everybody else in the club. Anyway, (laughs) 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 um. All right, so, uh, guys, UWN Primetime Live. You got to check that out. It's Tuesday night. Don't miss it. We're going to be talking all about it on Thursday, giving a complete recap, talking about our favorite parts, our least favorite parts, and who won, who lost, everything. You're going to need to have watched UWN Primetime Live. On Thursday, we can probably get more in depth about Mission Pro Hell Hath No Fury, which will be the next night when we talk on Thursday. So, you got to make sure you're ready, get the title match network, watch that stuff. And also, if you, even if you hate AEW and everything about it and everybody involved, who you don't hate is Thunder Rosa, and she's going to be defending the NWA Women's Championship on AEW Dynamite. So, at least tune in for that segment, especially. If you're a Nielsen household, go watch that and then make them be like, oh my God, Thunder Rosa is the biggest star in the entire world and we have to throw all of the money at her. And, uh, you know, that just be a nice thing to do for her because she's working her ass off for you guys. She's out there killing it on the wrestling scene and you want to support her. All right, that's it for tonight for the podcast portion. Stick around, we're going to hang out with the live chat. But until next time, podcast, enjoy your gravy cake.